Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. But I really wanted to share about the passion, why we do all that, what we do as a church, why we, you know, serve the church, give to the church. Why why do we do that? It is about the passion of we believe that we can make a difference. And if you go way back, and as I said this morning, if you go way back to how God reconstructed this planet, if you go back to Genesis and it says, the, the earth was formless and dark, and, and it was chaotic, without form. And then God spoke and said, let there be light. And that was physical light, right? And, and, and then he started to create out of that the birds and the animals, every creeping thing, and, 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 and he separated the earth from the, from the water and, and, and then he gave us a heaven, he gave us a sky, he gave us an earth, and, he, and then he created the most awesome thing, man, but then he created woman, wow man, wow man, he created the, the woman, and God said it was good. So it's all going along famously. Then, then Adam and Eve were supposed to follow his instruction, follow his word. So again, the planet was in chaos. You know anyone or any town, city or country that's in chaos because it just is, because they don't follow the word of God. There's no leadership in that country or no leadership in that business or no leadership in that, 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 uh, that marriage. Uh, and it's chaos. But, but God says, you let my word in Light comes flooding in, flood, uh, darkness in the Bible is about chaos, it's about darkness, it's about anarchy, it's, it, it, you know, when you see that word darkness, it's really about chaos, it's really about um, this whole deal about things being out of order. When light comes, boom, God shines a light on things. And it's like you, if you wake up in the middle of the night without light, you can't see where you're going. You're bumbling around. You don't know where the light switch. Oh, you're falling over stuff. And, uh, but when you switch the light on, you can see his light is a lamp to our path, a light to our path, a lamp to our feet, the Bible says, the Word of God. So we really made um, a big case this morning about how the Word of God God rules through his word, that God rules through his, and once Adam and Eve disobeyed the word, they disobeyed that word, that's when all the, the rot set in. And, and then he found uh, Abraham, and Abraham was living righteously before God, and, and, and actually God made a promise to him, Abraham, you keep living right for God like that, you keep living with faith and believing what I'm saying to you. I'm, I'm going to make a nation out of you. 
I'm going to make a community that know me, that love me, that worship me, that will walk with me. And guess what? In that, I will bless them. I will bless them in their coming and going. And I will, and I, and I will bless them to the point where they're overflowing with so much blessing that they will be a blessing to other nations. So Israel was supposed to be this nation that was so blessed that it would actually spread God's kingdom and God's good order across the planet. But you know the story. Israel faltered and they disobeyed God and they found themselves, you know, they found themselves in this quandary of trying to serve God but then uh, wanting realizing, looking at the other nations, well, look at these guys. They're so blessed. They don't go to church. They don't believe in God. They don't have this arrangement with God and trusting him and believing him. What about these guys? They just got this king. So then the Israelite says, give us a king that we can follow. And they chose kings that were, looked great. Saul, he was big and handsome and, and uh, he was no good and he ended up you know, not, not proving to be so great. And then they chose David, King David, the Goliath killer, full of, full of faith. You know, he's just this incredible guy hooked up with God, communing with God, so in fear of God that he's not willing to put a foot out of place almost. And, and God says, that's the one, that's the guy, that's the king that's going to lead you into great days. And of course, you know David's story. He did fault, he did sin. But... um. All through the Old Testament, there's this struggle of obeying God. Even when God gave him the Ten Commandments, even when God gave him the Ten Commandments, and, and you know, Moses comes down and says, Man, I've just been given these Ten Commandments. If we follow these, we're going to be blessed. It's going to be awesome. Guys, just truly, I was up there. Yeah, we saw it. There was smoke over the mountain and there was lightning. And man, we're, we're in such fear of even going near there. No, it's all cool, guys. I've got these 10 commandments. Follow these, these laws. If we follow them, we will be blessed. But they even faltered after that. They even faltered over, you know, they stumbled over that. And so the Old Testament is full of God. Uh, God trying desperately to fulfill his promise to Abraham, to Abraham says, guys, if you follow my leading, if you live in my light and follow my word, you will be blessed like nothing else. And so I think the scriptures, uh, Ellie, if you can go to the scriptures in Exodus, flying by the seat of my pants because I went line by line this morning, I'm certainly not going to do that tonight. But these are the promises, these are the promises that, are, that, are, that if you go to Genesis 12, and, 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 and you look at Abraham, and Abraham's living in this arrangement of his father's household. He's comfortable there. His father's probably, you know, set him up good and proper, and he could have stayed there. But Abraham knows that there's a calling on his life, that he's being called to go on a pilgrimage to follow God's instruction, follow God's will out from his father's household. I don't know what his father was into. Might have been... I don't know, serving other gods, I'm not sure. But he says, God's calling me. And his father says, what are you doing? You, you want to go follow this so-called God? He said, I have to. I'm hearing him at night. I'm hearing him in the morning. I've got to follow God. So Abraham, he's a man of righteousness. He's a man of faith. 
He's our father of faith. He's the father of righteousness. He's the, you know, he, he's the one that seemingly, he doesn't even have to be given 10 commandments, but he's following God intuitively. He's saying, I don't know what it is, Dad, but I've got to go on this pilgrimage. I've got to get born again. I've got to follow Jesus. And I'm talking now. Uh, um, but I've I got to go. I've got to do this. So God says, bang, Abraham, you've heard me right. Go on a pilgrimage. I'm going I'm going to, I'm going to, grow your family, you're going to spread out to the north, the south, you're going to spread out and you're going to be this mighty nation in the end. Count the stars and that's how many people you go, what, count, man, there's a lot of stars up there. It's going to be even more numerous than the grains of sand. Abraham's going, what, you're blowing my mind. My family, my simple obedience to you, God, is going to allow uh, not only my family and this family to grow into a nation and be a blessing to all the nations of the earth. You're kidding. But it was true. Let's have a look at the promise. Thanks, Ellie. During that long period, the king of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned in their slavery. So now here's the people of God. They're entrapped. They're in bondage to a type of Satan who is Pharaoh. Pharaoh's got them bound. And he's got them in slavery. But guess what? God's promise to Abraham is still alive and well. He says this. God heard their groaning. He hears, he hears your friends' groanings, by the way. Your friends that are struggling in darkness. Your friends that are struggling because they've been trying to live their own way. Not hearing God. Not following His Word. Not living in the light of the Word. God hears them. This is good news. This promise still holds up. God heard their groanings. And He remembered His covenant with Abraham. With Isaac. With Jacob. So God looked on the Israelites and was concerned about them. He's concerned about the plight of humanity. He's concerned about the Australians that don't know him, that are living separated from God, that don't know his presence. God hears. So God looked on the Israelites and was concerned about them. Next, thanks, Ellie. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name you shall call me from generation to generation to generation. It's still happening now. Our kids' church, we're finding out about God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Thanks, Ellie. Basically, God's saying, I'm going to be with you guys right to the end of time. Is there any more of those? One more. And I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give you to Abraham. I'll say that again. I will bring you, this is Exodus 6, 8. And I will bring you, I should be doing that for the podcast listeners. I'm really losing them, Lisa. And I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give you to Abraham. So the land that was promised to Abraham, that promise is still alive. That land I said I would give, that promised land, the land of Canaan, of milk and honey, and just God's protection all around them and God's provision all towards them. In that promised land, we call it the promised land, but it's different. It's not a physical land now. It's a spiritual land. What's that land? It's the, it's the land of our salvation in Jesus. It's where you end up through salvation. So read that again. And I will bring you, this is the promise of God, and I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give you to Abraham. So that same land I swore to Abraham, I'm going to give it to you, to Isaac, to Jacob. 
and I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. Amen. So this promise is still towards humanity. It's still towards humanity and especially towards the people of God. This is a type of salvation. Paul says it's announcing salvation in advance. Now help me. God's people were in bondage, in slavery, working for the taskmaster, Pharaoh, who is a type of Satan. God says, I'm going to release those people if they hear me out. If they listen to me and walk out of that, out of that I'm going to release them supernaturally. In fact, there'll be no one infirmed, no one ailing, no one hobbling along, and they'll walk out with all the gold and silver of the, of the Egyptians. They're going to walk out fully blessed into the promised land. This promise is still alive. So I think in Galatians, help me Ellie, you're going to help me preach tonight. Galatians 3, 6. This is called shooting by your, by your hip. This morning, line by line. Let's back it up. God rules through his word. Once Adam and Eve reneged on that word of God, they found themselves on the outer of God and they found themselves cursed, bottom line. Every time God's people honored God, honored his word and walked in the light, they were blessed. They were overcoming their battles. And guess what, guys? Planet Earth is about battles. It's about valleys. It's about mountains. It's about taking life on. And, and you have to be tough to do life. Uh, I, you know, I'd like to say Christianity is just all peaches and cream. It's a free ticket. It's all easy street, but it's not. But God gives you, God gives you this warrior spirit. It gives this tenacious supernatural spirit. And I'm going to teach you how. I'm going to teach you how and why that's true. God allows you to be the church, to be the people again of God against all odds because of his grace, his empowering grace. So, but listen to this. Paul says about that release from, from that situation of people, the people of God being... Um, being uh, ca made captive 400 years, by the way, God says, I'm going to set those people free. If they listen to me, and I'm going to set them free through the blood sacrifice, you know the story, and they were set free even supernaturally through the Red Sea. They walked through, even when the enemy tried to come, come at them, God caved the waters in, and all those horses and chariots of God's, en of God's enemy, those Pharaoh's uh, army, they came to an end, and the archaeologists have actually found these chariots on the bottom of the ocean. Isn't that amazing? Archaeologists have found Pharaoh's army's chariots on the bottom of the ocean. I love that stuff. So, also, Abraham believed God. Yes, we know that. And it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who have faith, that you, are children of God, are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. That's us, the Gentiles. So now the promise of God, I'll just pause there, just keep it there. Now the promise of God is just not for Israel, the nation of Israel, but it's for everyone who believes in Christ, who believes. That's us, the Gentiles. Anyone, Bill, your wife, all of us who believe in the promises of God, who believe in the Son of God, now can inherit these promises that are still alive and well. So this is Paul saying in the New Testament, Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel 
in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. There it is. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith, the woman of faith. The man of faith, the woman of faith. Do you like that? Any more of those Galatians? Is that it? Praise God. Now, Jesus... So they tried to follow the Ten Commandments. They followed, tried to follow the laws of the Old Testament. And people stumbled. And, and, and they just couldn't quite do it. It, just, it was just too hard in the end. But God had a game plan through the New Testament. God's promises are still alive. God's promises are still alive. He wants to lead us into this promised land. I'm hoping your eyes are going to be open tonight as I as I speak this into your heart. John 1. Then Isaiah says, there's one coming, Emmanuel. He's going to be with you. Emmanuel means God with you. Not God at a distant distance. God is with you. Emmanuel with you. Go wherever you go. 24-7, his presence. So if you really want to know what this lifestyle is about, that 180,000 people every day are giving their life to, it's not religion, it's this wake-up call or this reality check that you can, have, you can have salvation and walk in His presence. That you can have His loving presence. That you can have the smile of heaven on you. That you can have His mercy and grace towards you all the days of your life. And it's a beautiful thing, knowing that God is for you, God is with you, and you have access to that. Bible says in Romans chapter 5, by faith we have access in God, by faith we have access through grace to God. So here comes Jesus now, here comes Jesus, and this is who Jesus is. In John 1, chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him, say in Him, was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. So Jesus is the true light. He is light he is truth and grace, it says in John 1.17. Now, now, Jesus has come. New Testament. We're in the New Testament now. But the promises of Abraham are still towards us, the church. The promise to introduce us to a, a, a life and a, a, um, a lifestyle of living in his presence whereby you can feel that he's for you, he's with you, and nothing can be against you. You know the scripture, if, if God be for you, who can be against you? You're more than an overcomer. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. These are the scriptures and promises that we believe in. Why? Because God's supernatural grace is enhancing our life or augmenting our life or, 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 or optimizing our life. This is way better than the Old Testament. This is supernatural living. Hebrews, getting somewhere. 
Now, Hebrews says in chapter 4, and this is our introduction to the theme. So I just gave you an overview of what the church is about. We're trying to retrieve people from darkness. We're trying to introduce people to light. Jesus is the light of the world. We just celebrated Christmas that said Jesus is the light of the world. In his, in his kingdom, under his rule and reign is light. Where the bad, bad stuff is exposed and the goodness of God is revealed, amen? If you live in the light. He is the truth and he is grace, John 1, 17. He's full of, full of truth and he's grace. He's the way, the truth, the light. Jesus, that's, that's our true north on this planet. So in the beginning was physical light and now because Jesus has come, we have spiritual light. Do you know what I'm saying? We have spiritual light. To have this, any sort of, any of this light, you had to be so in obedience to God's word in the Old Testament, you had to be squeaky clean, you had to be following all these rules and regulations, and it was hard stuff to live in any sort of light that what God would give you. But now, we just simply need to believe in Jesus and the, we live in the light of God. But still there's a propensity, still there's a propensity for human nature to not trust in the sole fact that Jesus has done it all, that he's paid this massive price and it's not, it's not working for your salvation, but it's simply trusting in God like Abraham. It was accredited unto Abraham as righteousness simply because of this, simply because he left his father's household, he simply left his reality, his present reality that was given to him by the world, and he said, you know what, Dad, I appreciate, I appreciate what this community's given me, but you know what, I'm going on a pilgrimage, I'm going by faith, and I'm gonna walk into the promises of God. I hear you, God, I'm following, I hear you, and it mightn't be all roses doing that, it mightn't be all, all smooth sailing doing that, but in that, you live your largest life. You live your best life. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's why Abraham is our father of faith. Now, if I was to go to Hebrews chapter four, there's something that we need to understand, and, and I believe this is what becomes our theme for this year. Pastor Phil, you gave a very intensive message this morning about the word of God about the word, how it is so profound in the sense that if we don't live by the word, we're not gonna get, things are not gonna go so well for us. That in fact, God rules the universe by his word. In fact, if we don't follow the word, live by the word, and, and do the word, um, we're not abiding with Christ, and, and it's gonna be struggle street. But the Bible says in uh, John 15 that if you abide in Christ, that you abide in the word, you can ask for anything and it will be done for you. Things are just gonna, just, just gonna be way better. Things are gonna start to happen. In fact, in your own natural strength, you can't even believe in such a big vision that I'm telling you. But with God, when you're abiding with him, you can take on the vision that he has for your own personal life, but for the vision of your local church and the vision, whoa, let's, up, let's upsize this, 
let's upsize it. I'm driving through Macca's now. Okay, I just want, I just want the, the thick shake just for me. I just want the promise of God that's just for me. Yeah, you can have that, all right? Now, hang on. I'm going to go for more. I'm, I'm, I, want, I want the fries that represent the, 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 the promise of God for, for my brothers and sisters, the church. Yeah, I'm going to have that. You know what? I'm just having this. Man, I heard Pastor Phil last week says that I could even figure in the grand scheme of things the great vision, this, this divine vision that he has for the planet. Give me the whole meal. Give me the whole meal. That means the promise of God, not just for my life, not just for my church, but for the nation. I think that's what Matt did when he drove through God's promise. He drove through the drive-through of God's, uh, the, 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 what is it, the, the takeaway deal for, for the promises of God. And, and he pulled up and he said to the angel, he said, no, I just don't want the promise of God just for me. Uh, I, 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 and not just for my family uh, and not just for my church. But I, not just for the Central Coast, but I want it for the nation. In fact, give me the nations. Give me the, can you do that? Can you give me the nations? And they just start sliding this stuff through into his car. And some people are like that. They just get it. They get the burden and they run with it. And they've they got a burden for the nations. Anyone got a burden for the nations? Do you got a burden for the nations? You, you may have this capacity to, to carry this vision even for the nations. I know I do. I have a burden for nations I see struggling and uh, they're war-torn, they get crime, and you know, you look at Brazil, and anyway, it's terrible, and Iraq, and Iran, and uh, you know, but, but help me, Pastor Phil, how can I do this? I'm going to share, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you. It's important that you realize, Hebrews chapter 4, God's people, this is talking about God's people again, this is chapter 4, you can follow me, Ellie, chapter 4, Hebrews 4. Because God doesn't want you to do this in your own strength. He doesn't want you to serve this church in your own strength. He doesn't want you to be in the worship team in your own strength. He doesn't want you to be at the door in your own strength. He, he doesn't want you to have to believe for this church in your own strength. He doesn't want you to have to carry the vision of this church in your own strength. He doesn't want you to have to carry the burden uh, for this central coast without his strength. Are you, are you getting this? So there's something you've got to do, and it's where the Israelites blew it. They didn't trust God. They didn't live in abeyance to God, to God's word. If they did, they would realize that they would have had the supernatural God of heaven and earth helping them through every battle, through every plight, through every trouble. They would have had God Almighty right behind them, dealing with all their enemies, dealing with the, the, the lack of resource, the water and, and the food, that God would be with them. And that's how God wants us to believe. So let's go to four quickly. Chapter four says, therefore since the promise of entering the rest still stands, see, it still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. Okay, well, we'll do it this way. Fallen short of it, yeah. Next, thanks, yeah. I'll just keep reading from here because I'll know where I'm going. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us just as they did, but the message they had heard was no value to them. This is about the Israelites, where they had, they'd gotten the good news that God is good, but the Israelites, God's people in the Old Testament, the nation of Israel, didn't follow God. They didn't trust God, ultimately, because they did not share the faith, say the faith, of those who obeyed. Now we have heard, now we have believed 
Now we who have believed enter that rest, just as God has said. So I declared an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. He was upset. That's the Old Testament. He's not angry now. He's just saying, please enter my rest. And yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he had spoken about the seventh day. That's the Sabbath day right there. On the seventh day, God rested from all his works. And again, in the passing above, he says, they shall never enter my rest. These guys, they just don't get, they don't get into the program that I have for them. Yeah, get busy six days a week and do my will during the week and be in abeyance to my will and my work during the week. But on that seventh day, rest, rest, be renewed, be, be recovered. And yet his works had been finished since the creator said that. Verse four, for somewhere he had spoken about the seventh day in these words. On the seventh day, God rested from all his works. And again, in the passage above, he says, they shall never enter my rest. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter the rest, and those who were profoundly or formally had the good news proclaimed to them, did not go in, did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day, calling it today, this day, today, right now. Then he did, then, then he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Let's go to verse 11. Let us therefore make every effort to enter his rest so that no one will perish by following their example, the Old Testament believers, the, the, the Israelites who were disobedient God, let's not follow their example of their disobedience. Verse 12, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and the spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Now, this is Jesus, the risen Lord. This is what it says about him as our high priest. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold, un let us hold firmly to the faith that we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is, un who is unable to emphasize or empathize with our weakness but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Here it is, guys. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So what did it basically say there? It said Christ understands the temptations of life. He understands. He he empathizes with you. He knows it gets hot. He knows it gets cold. He knows we get hungry. He knows that we, we suffer mocking persecution. Christ knows this. But he says, if you come to the throne of grace, if you come to the throne of grace, you will find mercy. You will find forgiveness. You will find love. You will find supernatural comfort you will find the empowering presence of God. And where does it say that? It says it in Matthew. This is the only way I know how to be a Christian. Here it is. You ready? This is the only way I know how to be 
a Christian, a pastor, a leader of a church. This is the only way I know how to, to, I guess, join with the vision that God has for my life, my family, my friends, but our church nationally, the nation, and internationally, the nations of the earth, the vision that God has for you and me. There's only one way I know how, how that you can sort of entertain that idea. Pastor Phil, I just want to be saved. I don't want to help build a kid's church. I don't want to give to God and worship God. And I, I, I don't want to be a strong believer. I, I, I don't want to carry a burden for other people and, 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 and my church. Man, I just want to be, I just want to be, I just want to go to heaven. I, I, I just want to know that, that I'm saved. But there is a way that you can do this. And it goes like this. 11.28. Ah, it is too. Here it is. Here it is. Guys, if you think it's... Okay, let's start, let's start here. Let's start here. If you think it's too hard just being a Christian, look, I don't want to know about bringing light to the planet. I don't want to know about bringing the good news, proclamation of the truth. Look, man, God rules through His Word. He can bring order out of disorder. He can bring light out of darkness. He can repair marriages. He can repair businesses. He, he can repair life. I mean, he can repair lives. He can repair people's lives by his truth, by his word. He, by his light, he can expose the darkness in people's li- life. By his light, he can reveal his son, Jesus. He can reveal the path, the path unto life, the light. I'm not sure if I want to help bring the light to this planet, even let alone my life or my church or, 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 the, or the central coast. I'm not sure if I can do this, join a church that has vision, that can be this sort of church. This is what Jesus says to you and I in response. I don't know if I can be in the worship team. Man, it's too hard in my own strength. I don't know if I can sing and play. I can, don't know if I can do these drums. It's, it's too much. But you can do it, and you can do it in rest. Here it is. This is it. You can do it in sweet rest. You don't have to do it in the flesh. You don't have to do it as a works program, earning your way to God. Look at me, God. Look at me. Man, I'm doing everything I can, man. I'm serving the church in so many ways. You don't have to do that. So this year is all about rest and revive and understanding this scripture. These two verses, they go like this. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Did you get that? Let's back that up again. Come to me. This is Jesus, words of Jesus. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I don't know if I can care about my school. I know I've got the good news. I know I've got this great news for my my fellow students or my my colleagues at work, but man, here it is. Jesus says to you, says to me, I don't know if I can be the pastor of this church. It's too much, Lord God. The budget's too high. There's too much building to build. There's too many kids. There's too many people. I'm an introvert. Jesus says to Pastor Phil, come to me, Phil. Come to me each one of your names, all of you 
who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. The yoke is a wooden contraption around their neck, and the oxen are joined like that, and the oxen pull together. Did you get that imagery? All right. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. This feels like a yoke you're trying to put on us to care about other people. I don't care about other people. How can I love other people? How can I love these people in the connect group? How can I love the people in this worship team? How can I love the people in my, my connect group or my team or my church? How can I do? This, this is the word for you. This is the, how can I care about the vision of this church to really believe we can build more church and continue to go into the high schools and to the nations? How can I, Pastor Phil? You're talking to a normal person. I'm not like Pastor Julie. But Jesus said, Pastor Phil, you don't have to do it yourself. Do this. Take my yoke upon you. Yeah, I care for the nations. I care for C3 Tugra. I care for your friend, your brother and sister. I care for the Central Coast. I care for this nation of Australia. But do this. If you belong to me, some of that care will come down from me to you eventually. You will get it. Don't push it away. Take on what, what you need to take on and run with it. Run with that vision that God's given you. Don't do it in your own strength. Don't even try and do the sound. Don't try and even do what Ellie's doing. Don't even try and do what Doug's doing without this. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. This is powerful, man. A lot of people stressed out there in the community. A lot of people really stressed out. If they got this scripture, for my yoke is easy, for my yoke is, hang on, Jesus, I'm not getting, Pastor Phil gave me some terrible imagery of being yoked with an ox, but yoked with you. Are you saying this is easy? It's easy, it's easy when you realize Christ is the ruler of the universe, and he can walk through walls, he can command nature to do what it needs to do, he can heal the sick, raise the dead, open blind eyes. He can do all things. We can do all things through Christ. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Are you talking about this vision of C3 Tugra is light? Yes. Are you talking about if I join with God's vision for what he has for my life personally, what he has for our church corporately, and what he has for our nation and nations, are you telling me that Jesus, he will be the main strength in my life. In my weakness, he is strong. And, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I can do crazy stuff for God. Not in my own strength, but because I'm yoked with Jesus. I'm learning from him. I'm trusting in him, just like the Israelites should have done. I'm learning from God. I'm trusting in God. And man, he says, just my simple obedience through his word, he can take stock of a situation. I can walk into a hospital and reverse someone's um, diagnosis of cancer, that I can walk into someone's life and loose depression off them. Yeah, because you're yoked with Jesus. It's him. It's his strength. He's walking you through it, and you're just going along with the ride. You're not yoked as such, but you are just walking with him. 
And he's saying, just follow me. Just follow me. And you watch what we can do, Tom. You watch what we can do, Nathan. Just follow me. Yeah, but I can't. I can't lay hands on the sick. I can't. Man, my prayers are not effectual. You just pray, and I'll make sure those prayers are effectual. Abide in me, and you abide in me, and I abide in you, and you can ask anything, and it shall be done. That's the story of C3 Tugger right there. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.